the Happy Psychic Podcast with me, your guiding light, Gemma Lonsdale. I'm a clairvoyant life coach and two-time breast cancer survivor. And with this podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey of healing and personal growth. We're also going to explore the spirit realm together and what it's like to be a clairvoyant medium. Welcome to this episode of The Happy Psychic. I am your host, your guiding light, Gemma. And on this episode, I am joined by Michael Thornhill, who is co-founder of Casa Galactica in Peru. Welcome, Michael. Hi, Gemma. Thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure to be here. It's very good to have you. Thank you very much for making the time to join us. So for the listener's benefit, so Michael is a traditionally trained plant spirit healer, a professional channel and advocate of trauma-informed care. Um, Now, he himself is recovering from addiction, trauma and abuse. And Michael's own healing journey obviously has enabled him to dedicate his whole life to helping others heal themselves. So it sounds like you've obviously, it's. I think it's the same thing as it? it's the wounded healer. We have to have went through our own stuff in order to then help others overcome theirs yeah i think so um i don't think it's necessary for someone to have gone through what i've gone through to to be able to help people heal yeah i can say that through my own experience of learning to heal myself that's been the best training that's been the best training that i could have ever asked for of course, there's other trainings which I've done and been a part of, but in terms of when someone talks about trauma-informed care, in other words, working with people who have experienced trauma or may have not known they've experienced trauma but have experienced trauma, creating a safe space, it's it's very simple to create a safe space for someone to heal and evolve when you know what it's like to feel unsafe. When you experientially know what it feels like, and I've had this many times in different situations working with other healers and other situations where I've been put in situations where I don't feel looked after and don't feel safe. When you are aware of what is required to be safe, trauma-informed care is not even something that needs to really be thought about. It becomes just a way of being. I I laugh and joke with my wife um, and we say we have a trauma-informed marriage because of all the different traumas and triggers that we've been through. You know, we just learned of, you know, how to hold space for each other and how to hold conversation, how to, you know, really just be with each other. And that really extends out to all of our participants, all of our, our clients. It's really about how can we create a space for you to heal and evolve safely where you don't feel pressured, where you feel in control, where you're in the driving seat and that your natural healing process at whatever pace that is with your own higher self can begin to unravel and unfold. Mm -hmm. Because obviously your accent could be very deceptive to people, but you are in fact in Peru. You've been in Peru since 2017, I believe. Yes. Yes, that's correct. Yes. And ayahuasca is one of the things that you guys offer and that's one of the things that i'm really keen to find out about today but casa galactica as a whole offers quite a bit more than that can you tell us a little bit more about casa galactica and what you guys do there absolutely so firstly because you mentioned i'm in peru i'll give you a quick view of the andean mountains behind us here oh that's so amusing (laughs) that is amazing so yeah we've been i've been in here about five and a half years, something like that. So Casa Galactica, I'm co-founder with my wife, Jamie Thornhill. 
And together we created Casa Galactica as a, a safe space for people to heal and evolve. We help people activate their intuition, empower their healing, and embody their truth. We work with ayahuasca in our 10-day ayahuasca healing and evolution retreats. But we also offer online sessions for dedicated inner truth seekers and multidimensional healers that in the following forms of channeling sessions, intuitive readings, trauma healing sessions and courses and mentorships, intuitive mentorship courses for helping people connect to spirit, uh, recognize their own innate ability to communicate and connect with spirit, plus a whole host of intuitive business design and branding, helping people connect to their path in service to others and then being able to express that in a way that is able to help mm-hmm. connect people so that people can start being self-sufficient as a healer or working in service to others. So we have a whole host of that. You can find out in depth on our website at casagalactic.com. But what we really, at the essence of all of that is, is Casa Galactica is a center, a multidimensional center for healing and evolution. So what that really means is for us is that Jamie and I as channels, as intuitives and mediums, in all of our work, we do our best to just get ourselves out the way and allow spirit to work through us. The physical manifestation of that is our retreat center, which is which is just next door to us here, where we are able to host these ayahuasca healing and evolution retreats, plus working with all of our channeling work, group workshops, and empowerment teachings as well to help people recognize the truth of who they are. Because do you? I guess you have people coming from all over the world then to see you. Yes, yes, we have a lot. We have a lot of clients in the states. We also have a lot of people come over from from Europe. Um, yeah, a lot of people come over. One of the reasons people come to us in Peru is ayahuasca, which I guess we'll talk a little bit more about shortly. Ayahuasca is 100% legal in Peru. So it's a very powerful, mm-hmm. transformative plant medicine to help people heal and evolve. But in Peru, it's part of the local and national heritage. So it's actually protected and sacred in this place. So that enables people to come to us here and we can work openly with this plant medicine, helping people connect with spirit in a way that's safe and integrous and completely 100% legal. Mm -hmm. So whenever you first felt drawn to ayahuasca, was this through an experience that you had actually had using the plant yourself? Absolutely. So I was, I was not, I was not, I wasn't born in Peru, as you can tell by my accent. And <laughs> yeah, I I was working, I, you know, I grew up in North Wales and I lived in England, in the UK and Manchester and London. And then I was over in Berlin in Germany and I was working in uh, uh, the, the rat race, the headhunting recruitment uh, sector for energy companies and start my own business eventually. I was heavily addicted to different drugs and substances from a very young age, from probably around about 12 years, 11, 12 years old or something like this. And most of my adult life and teenage life, I'd been addicted to many different kinds of drugs and substances. And it was actually when my mother passed away about five or six years ago that I was able to see kind of death a little close in the face. And even though I'd been heavily depressed and anxious and and suicidal before, there was something about my mother's passing that kind of awakened a spark in me that was just saw death as very real. And when it's kind of in the face, it was very much like, well, I don't want to die. And I also don't want to be another death in the family. So it was an opportunity for me to have a little bit of extra motivation to be got shifting and changing my life. And I was kind of in my mid to late twenties at that point. So, um, I started working with, started getting into meditation 
when I say getting into meditation, I practiced not trying to have a thought for about three seconds and failed uh, pretty much every time. I just didn't recognize that I wasn't these thoughts. I thought this was me. Started uh, going to a few different spiritual events and actually met a, a sound healer. And through those sound healing slash Reiki sessions, I was then actually able to get in touch with my mother's spirit at the time. And it was very big emotional release for me. I was not spiritually open, aware, religious in any shape or form. So it was very, very, what felt unnatural to me. But as you can look back and say, it's actually very natural. It was the life that I was living before that was very unnatural. So this was a big part of the coming home and the awakening. And at that point, I heard from this sound healer that ayahuasca was a plant medicine that can help people heal from addiction as well as other things. So I did some research and I thought this sounded very good. And I managed to find myself a ceremony where I was in Germany and in Berlin at the time. And I had a very, very profound, deep spiritual awakening experience. was very much more in contact with my mother's spirit, very much finding the blocks to love or the blocks to unconditional love that I'd not experienced. I was able to go back to being born again and, that be actually being born in this lifetime, experiencing, feeling the unconditional love after being born, and then feeling it also disintegrate with all of the levels of family, karmic trauma, whatever was going on in the dynamic. And simultaneously, throughout what one of the other ceremonies is that retreat, I was also able to see and had contact with different spirit guides that took me out and zoomed me out from the world and then showed me how the universe, how the world, how the earth, everything was all energy connected to each other and that I had a specific uh, intention for this incarnation and it wasn't the life that I was living, that every time I was drinking, smoking, doing drugs, etc., that I was actually stepping away from why I'd incarnated and that these beings who I now channel as part of my work as a channel had came here to show me through that, this ayahuasca ceremony, that it's time to awaken. It's time to kind of go on this other path to help, you know, to be a healer, to, to help other people heal. And there's just like, what's going on? This doesn't make any sense to me. Like it is not, it wasn't just like a, okay, great. Now I know there was like a deep knowing, but then there's the, all the ego, all of the identity of my whole life, education, institutions, family, all of that. That's just like not congruent with this. But then there's that deep, that deep clairsentience, that deep knowing that's just like, wow, this is the truth beyond the shadow of a doubt. This is the truth. And, you know, I can't, uh, after this, like that experience, it was just like, I just knew I can't go back. I can't now knowing what I know now about this life that I'm living uh, and how I'm going, I, I can't, I can't stay on this path. And that enabled me, that enabled me to stop smoking, drinking, doing drugs that weekend. Uh, that that knowing those two things combined with the unconditional love of realizing that's what I was actually chasing plus that experience enabled me to put down drugs I've not done hard drugs since that day I've just not done it um I had smoked some cigarettes and I had drank some alcohol as I kind of integrated and went deeper into the healing process and the journey but never like I used to never never in that capacity and then over the course of the last five or six years then you know it's it's just been a, a complete healing and awakening journey which has really been looking at the root cause 
of what's been beneath those addictions because it was you can't you can't, i couldn't awaken to all of that in one go so with ayahuasca yeah. you don't necessarily get everything all in one go i mean that's already a lot what i've shared it was definitely an overload for my system of like wow okay my life changed but i went to, on a healing journey to uh, india and i studied with a really amazing reiki master and did a, a month intense reiki training there and stayed in nepal and learned yoga in india which is kind of like the integration of my process of like immersing myself in the spiritual world to learn more because i knew something something that was not told to me had been recognized and there's a recognition that no one in my life whether it be work colleagues peers family friends whatever it may be no one was tuned into whatever was awakening within me so i knew that if i wanted to nurture that just like the seed of a plant needs water sunlight and and nurturing and care i knew that if i went back into that toxic environment as that seedling that 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 knowledge that wisdom might die away and it might not awaken and grow so i chose i chose to go to india and nepal for an extended period of time and continue to learn and surround myself with people who were very much within the spiritual realm which is likened to that sunlight and the water for that awakening to grow within me and that gave me an opportunity to start anchoring in without using plant medicines, starting learning to channel through Reiki, starting learning to do energy healing work, which is all still so ridiculous for me at the time because I was this businessman around in India, sat around with these all these different women in this group and a, an amazing Indian uh, Reiki master, everyone who already kind of was already turned into all this stuff. And I was just like, I don't know what's coming through my hands, but if I can feel it. I know something's happening. <laughs> so it's really interesting. And um, after that period of time in the in the jungle, uh, sorry, in in India and Nepal, I booked. I had a trip booked to Peru to do a three month immersion in the jungle, where I knew because I knew that ayahuasca had been so powerful and potent for me. There was a calling deep within me that was really just wanting to go to the heart of it, to really learn and deep and immerse myself in it because the ayahuasca ceremonies that I participated in were very good and were very transformative. But it wasn't really, I, I knew that there was, it, it was a diluted version of whatever was awaking, awaiting for me. So I went deep into the Amazonian rainforest as part of a shamanic initiation course and studied with indigenous teachers and then continued to heal myself and then learning how to facilitate and ultimately hold ayahuasca ceremony safely for other people. It's at that point mm -hmm. that I met my wife, Jamie, uh, somewhere along the way, uh, whilst I was facilitating retreats at another retreat center. And we worked together hand, hand in hand, side by side, triggering each other into evolution uh, whilst working with plant medicines and helping people. And then after a period of time, we recognized and realized that the work that we wanted to do was not so much in line with the traditions, um, although it takes the essence the foundations of the technologies of holding ceremony in space with the shipibo language and the style of holding ceremony in the night and the way of learning from plant teachers yet a lot of those teachings are very much based within duality and separation and a part of the big part of the work that we do at casa galactica is trauma-informed care which naturally in empowers people which naturally brings everyone back home to unity where we incorporate a lot of non-dual teachings uh, empowerment teachings eastern philosophies so really the work that we do now is really about helping people people heal and evolve in a safe way that isn't really tied to any one tradition it's more of an evolution of consciousness that expresses mm -hmm. itself through us as in service to all
Yeah. Okay. So tell me about the ayahuasca plant then. What can you tell us about the plant and even how it's prepared? And does it grow, you know, obviously with it being a sacred, is it the plant in, in Peru that's sacred itself? Or is it the the medicine more that's sacred? Yeah, great question. So for, firstly, I'll just talk about the brew. So the ayahuasca is a is a brew. It's It's called ayahuasca but it's actually a combination of two plants. It's a combination right, okay. of the ayahuasca vine, which is known as mm-hmm. the teacher plant. It's a very deep teacher plant. And then there's the chacruna, which is the leaf of another plant, which has a high DMT content. So how they work in synergy is the ayahuasca contains an MAOI, which is a monoamine oxidized inhibitor, which basically means that it prevents the reuptake or it prevents the dissolution of the dmt in the chacruna plant so it enables that dmt to become orally active so if you just ate chacruna plants on their own it wouldn't necessarily have such a big effect on you in any it's just like you're eating a leaf because it would just get broken down by the body so when there's those two are combined and there's a lot of prayers there's a lot of intention goes into that as well the ayahuasca vine and the chacruna together open a portal to a multidimensional realm where the spirit of the ayahuasca vine is able to teach and navigate that realm and show you different things about yourself show you different things about the universe like the experiences which i've just shared and helps you come into the alignment with the truth of who you are so the ayahuasca brew itself when it opens that portal, it's really like, a, and I describe this as like in the matrix of like the loading room or where they kind of load in, you can like load into whatever you want to load in. So in that setting, although not a perfect analogy, there is a plethora of different spirits that we work with, plant spirits, different guides and beings that are all part of our spirit team and, and guiding this lifetime that come into this realm which can also be described like a multidimensional hospital where all these different plant spirits come in to do different healing work on people to help people heal and evolve. So yes, the ayahuasca brew itself is sacred and the vine itself is sacred and it does it does grow here. And yes, that is one of the reasons why we're, we're here as well. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of the, I know you'd mentioned about spirit guides yourself and how you ended up being introduced to a few spirit guides that then took you off and showed you the direction like your life was supposed to go. And because I am a psychic medium and I I'm clairvoyant and clairaudient. So I see and hear spirit. And I have a guide that I fall back on. I suppose they're it's like my, they're my first port of call to the spirit world. And it's up to them who else comes through to me. Mm-hmm. Um so the same way you're talking about how the vine and the spirit of the vine sort of opens up that portal and then can introduce you to other spirit beings. The the spirit guides that you mentioned before, were they spirits of plants or were they spirits as in people conscious you know conscious beings that are not of the body great question so the way i'll answer this question is talking about as you were talking about your first port of call so our first port of call in the realm of ayahuasca is always our higher selves but then also noya rao which is a plant 
a tree, which is an enlightened tree with bioluminescent leaves that grow in the night. So Jamie and I have studied extensively with this tree, and this is a master plant teacher. So this plant is a teacher within the realm, within her realm of medicine. There are many different spirit guides as well, which could be put under the umbrella of the spirit of the plants. Now, we also work with Blue Lotus in a similar way, which is also a, a very strong guide for us in that realm. So these, in this essence, in this sense, because we work in the Neurao lineage of Corindarismo, which really means that we, we've studied with this tree. And as I was talking about that loading zone, Neurao holds that space within the ayahuasca realm. Then the different spirits and energies of those realms come and work with us. But simultaneously, we work a lot with other guides that are not traditionally part of the plant spirit realm, like you know, Mary Magdalene or Jesus or Metatron or Ra or other different beings and Isis and all sorts of other energies and beings, which wouldn't necessarily be called as plant spirits. So the plant spirits have themselves spirit beings within them. So different energies, little beings like you could call humanoid beings or whatever it might want to call them within those realms. But it's part of a plethora of we, you know, we invite all of our multidimensional guides and beings who are here in service, in alignment, in truth, in love and light to be of service. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, that does answer my question. That's much easier. So really, it's like the portal or the gateway to additional information, essentially. And it's, I'm guessing, possibly who you need to speak to. Is, is who comes through and who needs to guide you is who comes through. Yes, absolutely. So when we hold the ayahuasca ceremony, this will give a little bit more context to this conversation. The ayahuasca ceremony is held where everyone drinks the ayahuasca brew. So firstly, we, we intuitively dose people with the ayahuasca. So if someone's super empathic, intuitive, open, will need much less than someone who perhaps is more blocked off from from that kind of multidimensional realm we also give everyone choice you don't have to drink it all you never have to drink a whole cup if you start drinking it and you're like this is too much you can put it down and we give people an opportunity to drink a second time so you don't have to do everything in one go but we drink as well uh, jamie and i to go enter into that multidimensional realm with everyone on that journey so we enter in as guides with spirit and how the ceremony is held is through singing what are known as healing songs, which are known as Icaros. And there's also different light languages and other energies that come through as well, but predominantly Icaros, which is the Shipibo language, which is a transmission from the plants in our experience. And what that song does, what those songs do is they open different portals, they open different realms, and they communicate with spirit to help hold, guide, protect, change, transform that space, just like a what one might say is a a conductor in an orchestra. We would see ourselves as someone who's helped conducting the spirit of you go here and you go there and you go here. But the thing is, is it's the spirits that are conducting us. So it's simultaneously what to be sung comes through. So the words to be sung come through as if you as 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 they're channeled, and simultaneously as those words are sung, then the spirits go through the vibration of the sound to do that healing work. So it's simultaneous. Mm -hmm. You might want you might see it as the curandero, which is synonymous with shaman or healer in that sense, someone who's holding the ceremony or ceremony leader. When they're singing, when we're singing, we're being informed by the spirits 
this person could use some help with this. They have a lot of traumatic thoughts or they're experiencing some pain or there's a different illness. We're going to go over here and help that. And it's simultaneously, the mind is not there. You're plugged in completely to that holding and singing. So we sing throughout the whole duration of the ceremony and that then assists people through their healing journey. Okay. That's pretty amazing actually. So whenever you hold a 10 day retreat, like would people do ayahuasca then on every single day of the retreat or how does it work? So in a 10 day, in our 10 day ayahuasca healing evolution retreats, there are four ayahuasca ceremonies. So people will drink ayahuasca four times. Yet we also have prior to the ayahuasca ceremony, we do a blue lotus sound healing ceremony. So the reason we do this is people will drink blue lotus because blue lotus is one of our main plant teachers here at Casa Galactica. By the way, you can find the full itinerary at casagalactica.com so that you don't have to remember all these things, but I'm just going to share a few things (laughs) (laughs) about this because we'll be here, we'll be here for a long time. So you drink ayahuasca four times, then we also have a, a blue lotus sound healing ceremony. And then in between all of that, there's different experiences and transmissions. And we have several seven channeled workshops where we channel through information for spirit to be able to help people integrate, help people make sense, help people become more empowered, awaken and activate their intuition without the use of plant medicines, which will then also inform what the next ceremonies look like for that individual person. And also because we work with people in just four uh, four-person groups there's a very unique and intimate group consciousness that forms that the teachings that come through are it's, it's kind of like a collaboration between everyone's higher selves of this is why we've shown up at this particular time and date to receive and experience these healings yeah and then the group all learns from each other as well the group all teaches each other as well then we have one-on-one sessions uh, with Jamie and I, which is a channeling, intuitive sessions, and trauma healing sessions, or a combination of all those, plus a plethora of other different activities and additional plant medicines like plant medicine saunas, tonics for the nervous system, uh, things to clean the digestion, help to remove negative thoughts and create more space. So yeah, ayahuasca is a main part of those healing and evolution retreats, but they're one tool within that toolbox. That what's really interesting is, whilst we have all of these different alternative activities and modalities alongside the ayahuasca ceremonies potentiate all of that so if you're learning how to communicate with spirit in one of our workshops that we'll be doing and then you have an ayahuasca ceremony that experience that integration of that can be very uh, very visceral very visceral in the way that you experience that directly so the the retreat itself i would say is much greater than a sum of its parts because they all build upon each other and the ayahuasca ceremonies themselves are highly catalytic and help people heal from trauma, PTSD, abuse, neglect, anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. physical, mental, emotional, spiritual trauma and illness. Plus, on the other side, then helping people really clean through those blockages to awaken to the truth of who they are, their innate multidimensional nature, recognize themselves as the one infinite creator, and then begin to communicate and, and be more aware of the spirit team and guides that are working with us in this lifetime. Yeah. Like, is it common that everybody that has ayahuasca would get those visuals or do they receive the information all in different ways? Well, this is a, this is a really great question because ayahuasca, I would say if it was kind of like the idea of ayahuasca, many people associate ayahuasca with visions and it being very visionary. And yes, that can occur, but not everyone, as you know, Gemma, 
communicates with spirit in the same way. Some people are more clairvoyant. Some people are more clairsentient or the, like the knowing of deep knowings or clairaudient or a mix of all these things. In reality, I believe that we all have access to all of these different things, but we're generally naturally more inclined to maybe one or two of those. And that's kind of like our portal to the spirit world. We find that people who are perhaps artists or painters or visual artists often receive information very much in a visual way. In other words, they receive visions. Yet someone else may experience more of the clairsentience or, or the knowing, or it may be a, another form. The visions themselves are not the be-all and end-all because the visions in some sense can be distracting. Because if you have a vision, there is an interpretation. And with interpretation, there is distortion. And with distortion, there is pitfalls. And when we start going down and chasing things down the rabbit hole of this means this because I saw this and this means this because I saw this, we can run around chasing our tails. And often the visions in ayahuasca ceremonies can actually be traumas and pains and suffering leaving the body. So when we attach ourselves to those visions, it's a little bit like going rummaging through the garbage and then still find after you've cleaned everything out, then kind of going back in and rummaging through that. Now, the way that we work with people, and we don't have time to go into that into so much depth today, but there's a little flavor, is the context, the set and the setting and the training that we provide to help you navigate those realms without necessarily falling into those pitfalls. Although, of course, if a pitfall is for you to fall in, there is an equally valid lesson within that, that we provide those guidelines and those trainings so that you're able to navigate that expertly from the get-go able to understand more about that so you can have truly transformative and meaningful experiences rather than just finding yourself lost and being confused about what did any of that mean so mm -hmm. the process here for us is to help you heal and evolve so that's why we have so much teaching and training throughout all of our retreats that's really a plethora of modalities and experiences that can help you to integrate those experiences for five, 10 years after the experience with us at the 10 day ayahuasca healing and evolution retreat. So it's not all about ayahuasca. There's very much more a more holistic and in-depth approach to your own spiritual awakening and healing evolution. Yeah. Do you find that like there are people that come away from a retreat afterwards and do regress back into maybe their old life like is that even possible it's just i know you mentioned about your spiritual awakening but i know from my point of view as well once i had started to awaken i just thought there's no way that i can go back but i i wonder does that happen if someone maybe has come to you perhaps being more blocked i'm not sure yes and i think that we could describe that of what you're describing Gemma, in terms of that going back it would be possible for someone to go back if we looked at that purely from a linear perspective yet what i've experienced is that when people maybe regress to some old patterns and behaviors it may be because there is more teaching and learning to extract from that experience or event and the actual event of going for some we just talk about a drug addiction for instance the experience of having an awakening such as i've had Say, for instance, let's just talk about my life. If I didn't go back, if I, sorry, if I went back to my old life and I didn't do the whole Nepal India thing and I didn't go straight away to Peru, what I think would have happened is that I would have 
try to hang around in the old circles again. And I would have tried doing drugs and drinking. And then after a period of time, I would have recognized this is not working anymore. Or I would probably get like longer hangovers or I would be start getting ill from the drug use. And then there would be another opportunity that would awaken with my higher self, another opportunity to step through that portal again. And then that truly choosing, that really truly choosing is then, you know, it's something that that helps you to to really ex- experience that true transformation. Mm-hmm. And for me, in my own experience here in my own life, and I can use that as examples again, there's a period of time when I first kind of st- started and, and was going through and I was just like, oh, well, I don't feel addicted to anything anymore. I can just have a beer like a normal person or I can just like kind of smoke a cigarette from time to time and it'd be fine. And then I just recognized and realized no, I have a very deep addictive personality. And for me, it's just best to be completely 100% sober all the time. And that's the choice that I've then made, which is very much more powerful. Like for me to sit here, someone who doesn't drink or smoke or do drugs or anything like that, for me to sit here and have actually gone back a little bit, as we say, regress a little bit, and I've actually tried drinking again, tried smoking again, noticed myself feeling getting a little bit addicted to that, had an opportunity to heal the deeper, deeper, deeper levels of trauma, which were still there, which was still kind of pushing me to kind of the tendencies to want to drink or smoke. I sit here with a much more powerful choice than if it all happened in one go, because on some level, there has to be that conscious choice and awakening that I've been able to kind of dabble back into that essence and then choose and then heal the deeper level of that. So anyone in that situation, I'd, I'd say, remember that it's nonlinear, firstly. Secondly, the tools that we provide people at Casa Galactica, right from the in-depth preparation process through to all of the additional teaching on the retreats, right through to our extended um, and in-depth integration program, we provide you with all of the tools. We create awareness with you about the pitfalls that you might find through years of working with other people and our own self-development with plant medicines and and, and working with spirit so that you're going to have the best possible chance for you to not necessarily need to regress while simultaneously holding it at the same time if you do recognize that there's a rhyme and a reason for that and then be aware of why that is so that you can continue to evolve forwards do you find as well that a lot of what comes up with people during the retreats is actually often repressed stuff that they're even consciously unaware of or have forgotten about? Or does it tend to be at their conscious level? Um, it depends. It depends, really. Um, you know, we have we work with a lot of people. We work with people who are just kind of stepping into their own healing journey and more than likely if you're just stepping into your own healing journey there's probably going to be more unconscious than say if you've been on a spiritual path for 10 15 years and you've been working with other alternative healing modalities or doing your inner work there's probably going to be less repressed stuff at least in the this lifetime because you've been doing more work so we treat everyone with the utmost care and compassion of trauma-informed care, which takes into account that anyone who comes to us may have repressed or unacknowledged trauma. So we treat everyone in a way that's safe for you, that should you have experienced that and you're not aware of it, that's going to awaken and come into awareness in a safe way that's going to prevent re-traumatization. Simultaneously, when people are aware of trauma, 
they may be aware of perhaps 50-60% of it. And then they're able to go more deep into whatever that root cause may be to help free themselves from that continued perpetuation of suffering. So it's not necessary not necessarily true that everyone has repressed trauma. It's not necessarily true that everyone's going to drink ayahuasca and then say, wow, I was abused as a child. Yet it is very common that there is unconscious awarenesses that come to the conscious, which could just be described as, wow, I really felt the way that those guys spoke to me in the playground when I was five years old. I can really see how that actually changed my negative self-image. And I can see how that's played out in my life. So you could say that that was repressed. And on some level it is, or it could be described as unacknowledged. So I think that the difference is, is that sometimes we have dissociation, which occurs within trauma. So in my case, I, I went through violent sexual ritual abuse, and that was completely unacknowledged. That was completely unrecognized, completely repressed. And that was actually at the root cause of the addictions for me. So this process of these last five or six years, and um, especially up until a, a couple of years ago, was very, very deep in that process of, 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 of healing those repressed energies, which were at the root cause of the addiction. Through then healing those root causes, I've then been able to really let go of, of all those addictions. You know, sometimes I eat a little bit too much and sometimes, you know, I drink a little bit too much cacao, but I think it's within the realm of region that I'm not going out partying in clubs DJing for three days so it's yeah it's just the awareness of I notice when I'm a bit stressed yeah. or overwhelmed I can notice when I eat a little bit you know a bit more too much takeout food or other things like that you know um but the the point being is that while we go through those abuses part of our spirit or our conscious awareness may not be present within our body within our being whilst we're experiencing that abuse as a protective mechanism from spirit, from our higher selves, that as a young child, we don't need to remember or fully experience all of that as a child because it would be very destructive for us to actually live as a life as a child whilst trying to integrate the fact that perhaps a, a family member or a loved one or someone else may have, have sexually or physically harmed or abused us. So my experience and understanding is that the spirit the conscious awareness is not fully present within the being, i.e. dissociated, so that it doesn't fully experience the harm at that level. Yet, the body, like a black box recorder from a flight, that acknowledges, that stores all of that trauma. So that's where you can kind of go into the somatic experiencing type work of releasing that. But with ayahuasca and these experiences, what's very interesting is, with the power of spirit held in a safe trauma-informed setting, with the relevant preparation and integration, it enables the reintegration of this, those dissociated aspects of ourselves to be able to come in, to be able to be healed, to root themselves back into the center of our being so that we no need to keep those damaged or, or endangered parts of ourselves separate from the truth of who we are. In that process, that's often when and it's not necessarily, you don't have to remember all these repressed memories to heal from it. But in many cases, that's when repressed memories of rape or trauma or other things can come back into the awareness as you're kind of then re-experiencing on some level those parts or those experiences which you were unable to experience fully as a child 
in that safe trauma-informed setting, you're able to then re-experience that to a certain degree so it no longer needs to be stored, i.e. you release that trauma from the body and that creates more of the truth of who you are to be present and aware, which is then simultaneously when multidimensional awareness has come online, when you start recognizing that everything is infinite oneness, when you start recognizing that you have a spirit team and connection. That's what happened for me through my deep uh, evolution of of trauma healing that was simultaneously when i started to to learn how to channel that was simultaneously when i started to have more and more awareness of connection with spirit and that was also what kind of manifested this new life of being in service as, as i healed that it created space for that which is already there to be to be present to be acknowledged to be to be embodied yeah that's amazing so do you think that there's anybody out there who wouldn't benefit from doing ayahuasca Absolutely. Ayahuasca is not for everybody. And this is not some kind of elitist club that says that you should be this type of person or this or that or this. What I'm talking about here is something that would be endangering to you. So just for instance, say if you wanted to go and do skydiving and someone said, if you have a heart condition, skydiving could be dangerous for you, then I think we could all agree that it wouldn't be a good idea to go skydiving. In the same sense, there are some uh, medical conditions that are contraindicated with ayahuasca that would endanger the person drinking the ayahuasca medicine. This is why we have such an in-depth intake process, health and wellness screening and preparation call before we accept anyone onto our retreats. If someone is not able to be accepted due to a medical condition, they get a 100% refund straight away. But we want to make sure that everyone is able to participate. So we have a full in-depth medical guidelines on our website at casagalactic.com and you can read more about that there. But generally, if someone has a heart condition which is, or tachycardia or something that is very, very, uh, very dangerous or high level of blood pressure, again, we take everyone's instance on um, a case-by-case basis and we assess everyone together in collaboration with you to be able to see what your condition is, what your health history is like, what your situation is like. And then together we make a decision if this is the right process for you to go forward with. Simultaneously, there are some pharmaceutical medications which are contraindicated with ayahuasca. So some people who are perhaps having to take uh, pharmaceuticals for a variety of different reasons we will then advise that you need to stop taking these pharmaceutical medications for a period of X amount of weeks prior to coming to the retreat and however long afterwards to ensure that there's no negative contraindications with ayahuasca. When those situations are completely uh, acknowledged, when we have an in-depth situation or, or overview of what people's health history is, outline any, any contraindications, ayahuasca is a, a very safe um, experience but it requires a level of safety. Just like you might say with someone who goes skydiving, that skydiving itself is very safe in a sense of it's as a sport, but you have to make sure that the parachute's right. You have to make sure everything's serviced. You have to make sure that everyone's in the right state of mind, that everyone goes with the proper guide when they're jumping out the plane. You don't just go and just push someone out of a plane on the first time. This is why we're here as guides for you through this process. So we do everything. Our first and foremost is, is your safety and your health and well-being. Once we can go through that, then 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 everyone who fits through that that process, for you being able to be safe to do that, 
then we welcome everyone from all races, religions, walks of life, whoever wants to come in that situation. There's no, there's no prejudice in that sense. Simultaneously, you might be a fit physically for ayahuasca, but it just might not be what's right for you. So just also want to encourage everyone that everyone has their own path of healing. And if ayahuasca isn't resonating for you or plant medicines are not resonating for you, it doesn't mean that you're not going to heal yourself. Ayahuasca and the services that we offer in this set and setting is something that can help catalyze and transform people's life and exponential rate, which really can help people really embody more love, joy, happiness, and peace and leave behind the, the shackles of suffering, trauma, and PTSD that one may have accumulated through this lifetime. But simultaneously, we work with people online in our online trauma healing sessions, channeling sessions, intuitive mentorship for people who are not ready to come to Peru and do that. So invite you just to connect with us and check out our website from all those different types of things because ultimately you're already awakening the fact that you are here listening to this here today the fact that you're already a member or a subscriber of this podcast means that that healing and evolution journey for you has already begun on some level it there's a decision for you which way that you want to go next so be empowered in that choice and know whatever you choose is exactly right for you yeah, that's brilliant. I honestly, I, I am just so fascinated by ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is probably the one thing that I am personally most drawn to. Um, you know, a, a very good friend of mine, she does cambo, you know, the frog mm -hmm. medicine. And I just, I am not attracted to that in the slightest. So I think for anybody listening, you will always feel a little pull towards those things that are right for you and those things that maybe have a stronger chance of, um, of resonating. Brilliant. Gemma, can I ask you what, what what is it that what is it that you feel called to about ayahuasca? I have no idea. I just feel like it's it's the one thing that really resonates with me and it hasn't always. You know, it's not always resonated with me whenever I've been on my journey. Um I did some work with mushrooms and I wasn't, I didn't really get the benefit or I certainly didn't feel that I got the benefit from them that I was hoping to get. But over time, ayahuasca was the one thing that just kept popping up in my head. So I'm, I don't really know what it is about it. I just know intuitively I'm being pulled towards ayahuasca, um, and not towards Cambo. <laughs> and there's so many different things I think for people to experience when it comes to plant medicine as well. You know, there's so many different options. And I think sometimes it's hard to, you know, to start learning about things even. You know, how do you educate yourself correctly whenever it comes to these things? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I th I think you bring a really great point is that you know, you may be listening to this or you may have already been aware of ayahuasca and then there's this intuitive knowing that this is something that's going to help me. And that was kind of, I guess, what was with me. There was a kind of intellectual, there's an intellectual, this can help me with addiction. And there's kind of like, I'm experiencing addictions. This can help me with addiction. At the same time, there was just this recognition of this is something that I need to go and try. This is something this is this is this is something that is going to help me. I can feel and I can know that. Now, what I'd like to also bring to to the attention as well is that, that intuitive nature, that intuitive calling, 
invite you to invoke that when you're deciding where you want to go and drink ayahuasca because not all retreat centers are equal not everyone necessarily has the same levels of standard integrity not everyone works in the same way some are more kind of rooted in sort of duality or different traditions or other different ways so exercise that intuition and caution when you're deciding where you want to go because there is so much more than just the plant medicine it's the way the set the setting your safety and integrity do you feel like you can trust these people is this something that feels like it's going to actually help you to connect with the power of your own consciousness and it's actually going to create life transformation and again there are different medicines there are different paths for for everyone so just invite you just to to choose with your heart and then educate yourself with your mind about the safety and the integrity of that and what i really find is that choosing a center is usually a combination of that um and know that a lot of people that come to us and when we speak to people um a lot of people just listen to one of the podcasts that we're doing or see our website and then people just like well heard you or jamie speak and i just knew that you were the guys that you wanted to speak to and other people come to us through just finding our information and feel that they have so much information that they feel that they're able to feel safe because there's so much information on the front end whatever it may be for you just choose with that choose with that intentional knowing and then trust in that process because mm. you obviously you do a lot with helping people connect to spirit through their intuition and everything as well but you know for me i have such a clear connection to spirit already i do wonder what else could be added to that with ayahuasca and I do, have you experienced much with people who maybe are very very tuned into spirit already you know maybe who are mediums does it help them with their connection as well or what has your experience been great question Gemma. so how we how we advertise our work and how we describe our work is that we we are here for dedicated inner truth seekers and multi-dimensional healers so we work with people on one end of the spectrum who are just perhaps coming into awareness of their of you know a different life of coming into awareness of a spiritual awakening or going through trauma or really just having it in a really bad place and looking for a, sh a shift and a change perhaps they've you know tried to heal ptsd or anxiety depression with uh, other healing sessions or uh, psychotherapy or other things it's not worked and then they find us and they're coming here to have this kind of a, a deep awakening now of course within that as i've already mentioned is that imbued a connection to spirit that awakening to people but simultaneously as i kind of shared at the start of my story there's only so much i feel like when you're at the beginning part of a journey that you're able to assimilate from your connection to spirit because there's so much going on there's so much healing and awakening and there's so much okay just the fact that you can be aware that there are spirits around you might be exactly enough for you to have a direct awareness or a connection or a communication with a spirit might be enough to completely blow your mind into a new healing and awakening now the other aspect of what we work with as instead of multi-dimensional healers is for people who are actively working with spirit who are actively connected actively helping others actively working as intuitives and mediums then that's super exciting for us as well because the level of information the level of connection the level of transformation or what i would say multi-dimensional awakening continues to evolve in a way that helps multi-dimensional healers whatever way that they're working with people take that to the next level in my experience as an, in as an intuitive medium or channel or whatever you would like to, to describe that as 
is that is continuing to evolve for me. So the way that I channel, the way that I connect, the way that I communicate with spirit has completely transformed and changed. And the more and more I go into the experiences, the more and more this transforms and shifts for me. So for me, that my experience has been more recently over the last six months or so is the kind of the dropping of the, I would say, a lot of the dropping of the multidimensional beings, although they're still there. And there's just this transmission from oneness and the dissolving into the oneness and the complete non-dual recognition and dissolving into oneself as the infinite creation. And then from that place, the channeling sessions are happening. And then seeing more beyond different timelines of how that the past, present, and the future is all simultaneously and how that the auric field changes in past lives to these lives. And every time that I feel like, wow, I guess I can't really assimilate anymore then my mind gets blown again and it then it, it but it integrates it integrates and what i found is that each level of that awakening each level of this game of reality that we experience and we move through once we've embodied that then the next level of awakening occurs now i don't know exactly what that would be like for you but what i can say is that we absolutely love working with people who are openly actively working with spirit because it gets really fun it gets really exciting and when people are already awakened and working with spirit, already awakened and active, then the level of work that we're able to do with that person, I would say, moves immediately to the advanced level because you're not needing to work out how to communicate with your higher self. You're not needing to be convinced on any level, although we definitely don't try and convince anyone of anything, but you're already you're already embodying that multidimensional nature. So those tools which you already have can then get incorporated into you, into that awakening mm-hmm. experience. And that's when, you know, here at Casa Galactica, we embody that, we 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 acknowledge that, we empower that in all of the clients that work with us. And that's not always the case. That's not always the case in in some of the what I would say more ancient traditions, where often the power is given to the shaman or the power is given to the teacher. And what we're here is I would say on some level say that like the, I'm just laughing this is what's coming through of like the like the robin hood energy of spirituality is taking away the idea from like that all these like spiritual teachers and gurus have this power and it's this redistribution of that spiritual wealth so that people can grassroots movement awaken so wherever you're at in that process whether it be someone who's just experiencing what i would describe as the symptoms of separation or trauma or anxiety depression or someone who's already awakened on many levels, it's like, we're here to meet you where you're at because we don't have the knowledge. Jamie and I don't have the knowledge. We have experiences, but what we're able to do is get out of the way and help whatever spirits, energies, your higher self reflect back to you where you're at. So the syllabus is never known. The syllabus always mm-hmm. presents itself. That's why no two you, uh, retreats are the same. And every group is completely unique. And it's our absolute passion to be able to be of service in that way. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, look, I'm so conscious of time. I don't want people getting too bored, but it has been amazing having you on here. Um, I'd actually love to have you back again in the future as well, but I've really enjoyed the discussion. And I think there it's so informative as well. I think anybody who is starting to think about ayahuasca or plant medicine in general, I think they've probably got quite a lot from this. Well, thank you, Gemma. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here. I, yes. I'd be happy to return any time. Yes, brilliant. Well, how can people find you online? Yes, you can go to our website, which is casagalactica.com. And I believe that'll be in the show notes. So if you can't work the spelling out, there'll be a link there. 
So casagalactica.com. Firstly, just invite you to sign up to our newsletter. We're not on social media. We do everything via our newsletter and via our website. And if you do that, you'll straight away, you'll get a beginner's guidebook to strengthening your intuition completely free. You'll get a free fundamentals of trauma healing workshop plus 20% off a first session with us. And that'll take you deeper and deeper into some of our work and you'll get to experience working with us in that way without spending any money. So you don't, no obligation, any of that. We just like to share our work with people. Then if you want to know more about your own personal situation, perhaps of how an ayahuasca ceremony or retreat may benefit you or any of the work that we've shared, you can then book a free 30-minute consultation with us and we'll talk to you about your own particular circumstances or situation. For instance, some person might have a, a medical condition or taking some pharmaceuticals and you're not sure if this is going to be right for you or something just that, as you were saying, Gemma, there's that calling that's something in your soul and your heart saying, let's find out more. Then yeah, let's find out more. Ch check out our website and then go ahead and book a free 30-minute consultation with us. And then go ahead and check out our growth portal and all of the other different conversations that we have talking about this. And you can educate yourself find out more about who we are, what we do, continue the conversation with us. And then if you feel that it's a right fit for you, we'd be more than happy to work with you, whether it's being online, in person, uh, now or in the near future or sometime down the line. Thank you so much. That's brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you could leave some feedback or rate the show, it would be a big help for other potential listeners. And don't forget to follow or subscribe so you receive a notification when I've added a new episode. You can also follow me on both Facebook and Instagram at Gemma Lonsdale Guru and the website is guidinglight.guru. 